Hi, and welcome to The Gene Space, where I talk about music, life in an autistic household, writing, reading, and my various experiments in getting through the days, as well as the rabbit holes I've dived down lately. I'm so glad you're listening today. And today's question is, what do you write with? Have you gone completely electronic, just a keyboard or a dictation system? Or do you still use pencils and pens? Simple pencils or mechanical pencils? And are you picky about them? It's always amazing to me how much easier it is to start writing when I'm using something that I like the looks of, stylish even. So in the past couple of years, I've started buying fountain pens and various inks to put into them. And I have the ink stained fingers that come along with that. And I love the smooth flow of a nice pen, but there is still something even more pleasurable to me about a pencil laying down a dark line on a yellow legal pad or on some music manuscript paper. So today we're exploring the history of the pencil and its creator. Enjoy the show. My favorite pencil sits beside the keyboard as I type. The design is vaguely art deco. Black paint with swirly gray squiggles that look vaguely like treble clefs dancing. The eraser, a good one, not one of those that leaves smudges and tears paper, is gray. The ferrule is silver. And embossed in gold on the body in sturdy capitals is advice from the muse. Write that shit down. Pardon my French, as they say, but I do like a salty muse. The lead makes nice dark letters, and the point never breaks off. I sharpen it using an old-fashioned blade uh, sharpener with the same mechanism of the ones I used to lose on the second or third day of school every year. This is a fancier one, shaped like an upright piano and surprisingly heavy, with the sharpener in its base. There's no reservoir for the wood shavings, which means they scatter like loose tea, but it's an enjoyable mess. It produces the kind of point I prefer, enough edge to glide along the page, enough dull so that I don't stab through the paper when I speed up or press harder. Mostly, I use this pencil for marking up music scores. Always bring a pencil to your lessons is an echo from every music teacher ever. My earliest stories were in pencil although I switched to a pen around fifth grade. My son and husband are pencil aficionados. Sonny uses pencil for his stories. Dave uses his for work notes and crossword puzzles. Our our house probably has more pencil cups than is average. That's fine by me. The sight of a mug packed with sharp-tipped pencils is so cheering. Plus, it makes me want to write. I'm grateful for the brilliant Nicolas Jacques Comte. In the age of Napoleon, when embargoes prevented the French from buying pencils from England and Germany, Comte was tasked with figuring out how to manufacture them locally. People have been writing with graphite, the soft solid that is used in pencil lead, for a few centuries by that point, but figuring out how to contain that material for writing had proved tricky. Kant, a dauntingly talented person who worked as an artist, scientist, teacher, and French army officer, 
solved the pencil problem after experimenting for just a few days. He developed a mix of graphite, clay, and water, and figured out a way to press this mixture between two cylinders of wood, and he had patented his invention in 1795. You can still buy Kant brand pencils today. Another thing I like about pencils is that they can be erased. I've tried erasable pens and correction fluid, but pencil erases the best and really lets you start again sooner. Because it's erase and start over, not erase and leave the page blank. Am I right? Brush off the pencil dust and lay down a new line, and eventually... I bet Kant went through bunches of pencils in the process of developing his various inventions. He was a practical and productive guy, the kind of person you go to when you need a quick, smart solution. When he was posted with the French army in Egypt, he fixed lots of logistical problems, while also doing stuff like organizing hot air balloon expeditions in his spare time. Some of the balloon trips went well, and others were near disasters. That's not how he lost his eye, though. He lost the eye in a lab explosion, and that didn't stop him. Sadly, it was grief related to the death of his wife that blocked his desire to invent. Kant followed her to the grave within a year, suffering a fatal aneurysm at the age of 50. All those pencil cups. Is it the cups, or my family members who stock the cups, or leave the pencils all over the coffee table when the cup is right there, darn it, who sparked the urge? I don't want to know. For now, I'll just write that stuff down. Thanks so much for spending a bit of your day here. And apologies to any French speakers if I messed up the pronunciation of Kant's name. I listened to several samples online and got wildly different interpretations. Dave, who is the French speaker of the house, so to speak, is off on a bicycle ride this morning, and before he gets back, I probably have to get the car into the shop, so I'm going with the one that seemed the most French to my ear. I love learning about figures like Kant whose work was so rich and varied, and I will always be grateful to him for making the pencil handier and more practical, as well as to the people today who make them aesthetically appealing and fun to write with. Today's essay comes from my WordPress blog, which is also called The Gene Space, if you'd like to read the original or some of my other work. Also, if you're inclined to support this show, that would be much appreciated. Every little bit helps. There's a donations button on my homepage. Until next time, be well.